Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast Diary of Third Culture Kid, where just because you're different doesn't mean you're alone. In case you don't already know, the definition of a third culture kid is a person raised in a certain culture other than their parents or the culture of the country named on their passport for a significant part of their early development years, Wikipedia. Consider each episode of my podcast to be an entry to Diary of Third Culture Kids, their parents, my own family, TCK experts, or surprisingly, myself today. Today's entry is focused on me, and I just wanted to let you know a bit more about my past as as a TCK and what are some possibly funny stories that have happened to me during my time at different schools in different places. So keep listening to find out more. Oh, yeah, in case you're wondering, I'm the person that moved 15 times. Let's go back a bit. (laughs) As you probably know, if you've heard the previous episode in my podcast, I'm a third culture kid. And most of the people I'm going to be interviewing are third culture kids or experts, like I said in my introduction. And although you got quite a bit of some information from the last episode of what it means to be a third culture kid, what it's like being a third culture kid. I'd like to give you more of a deeper and more personal view of what it really means to be a third culture kid. And as a sort of an update from my last episode, I mentioned that my friend's parents were like their first and second culture, but that's not exactly true. The first culture is the culture you're born in, the culture on your passport. And the second culture is actually the culture that uh, you're living in currently. But the third culture and what it means to be a third culture kid is actually the culture. It's an undefined culture. It's not any specific place. It's your third culture. It's something for people who can't really decide where they're from. For me, sometimes it's really difficult to say where I'm from because I'm American, yes, but I haven't lived there my entire life. And I do have an American accent, but I'm also learning a lot of different languages. And I'm going to school where uh, most of the teachers that speak English are British. So it's really hard for me to say where I'm from. And this is usually how my first conversation goes. And this conversation is actually how the first conversation went at my new school in Luxembourg. First question that people ask me. Oh, is this your first move? My answer, uh, no, actually this is my 15th move. Guys, this is the moment where everyone's like, what? No, huh? I've lived here my entire, what, what, huh, huh? Yeah, that's the utter chaos that, that, ensues after i mentioned that but yeah uh, i'm kind of used to it but yeah 15 moves not even joking lived in several different countries and (laughs) to remember all of the moves and all the places i've lived in no joke i have a list on my phone to give people when they ask me oh where all have you moved and of course i haven't lived technically most of my life in america I've lived several places in America, like Oregon, Washington, Michigan, California. But although 
technically I'm American because I was born there. I have an American passport. Sometimes it's hard to define myself as an American. And of course, if you are a person who's just moved to a new place, haven't really had a good friend group yet, didn't uh, really fully engulf yourself in their culture yet, getting used to a new language, look, you're not alone. Like, I can completely understand where you're coming from. And although people don't know you and know your what you like and who you are, and although it may be really hard to get used to their culture or actually hang out with people because they already have established friend groups, you're not alone. I've gone through the exact same thing every time that I move. But at least now I have some really good tips and ideas to help me move into new culture because I've done it so many times. in the Netherlands and I told people I was moving to Luxembourg they're like is that is that a city in Germany Belgium what is Luxembourg and I'm just like yeah uh I didn't know at first either to be honest but it's pretty small it's just wedged in between like Belgium and France and Germany it's just like that little tiny piece right there but yeah that's Luxembourg and although you may not think there's not a lot to Luxembourg because it's so small you gotta believe me, there's a lot, and I've got to learn my French to engulf myself more into the culture, and like I said, if you're a new person trying to engulf yourself into the culture, at least learning a language, which seems pretty simple, but it's really not. I mean, I've done it at school for my the past year I've been at school, and surprisingly, this is the calmest summer that I've had in many years, because... But we're not moving and I'm so extremely happy that we're not moving but it's also kind of sad because I think about all of my friends and even in as a TCK uh, most of the people that I've moved away from forget me even if uh, I was their best friend because of course people move on but at least it's really nice to know there's a big TCK community out there which which has many different people kids adults alike and it's just really nice to know that there's more people that are just like me. And I'd like to know you, listener. If you are a third culture kid, you're not alone. It's hard moving, and it's not just you. But on the topic of talking about new things, I'd like to talk a little bit about making new friends and going to new schools. But it's hard because you're the new kid. And they've already had their friends for, what, seven years. And it's just, it's kind of hard because if if you think about it, even myself, I know if I had friends for seven years and it was like one group of friends that I was really close to, all of these friends I knew very well, I knew everything about them, and I hung out with them all the time. It'd be really hard to think about that new guy over there who seems pretty quiet, uh, not that open, and you don't know much about him. So why why would you invite him? But that's me. And I'm not usually the shy one and that's partially because I've moved so many times I'm used to showing people like that I'm nice that I'm cool like I try to be uh, a good friend to everyone even if they're not too nice to me but especially as you get older you realize it's harder to get into these friend groups because as you get older friends become more intimate which I realized as well because when I was younger and I moved a lot um, I was, I didn't, it didn't matter as much the move. And of course, for my parents, it was a pain in the back every move they had to go through, which I didn't realize at the time. But, but yeah, it, it wasn't as much of a deal for me. But currently, like, uh, ever since probably I was 
older than nine years old, it's been harder and harder each time I've moved because I build stronger relationships each, each time. And of course, at first, even if you're a TCK, you know, like it's the time where you're trying to find the group of people that you like hanging out with. They like you. But yeah, it's really hard because you can't really push yourself in, bug like bug everyone. Hey, can I be friendly? Can I be friendly? Like, I want to be in your group. Like, let me do this. It's just it's kind of a more natural thing. And although people don't naturally think about you before inviting someone to your house, like, for example, if uh, these people in my school, if they had a sleepover or something, yeah, of course, they'd they'd want to invite me. But it's not like they automatically think of it because they already have the friendship that they've had for several years of their life and they substantially know them really well. So, yeah, just to give a background on that. And I've made some great friendships like the past year, but of course it was hard. And like I said, as you get older, it gets harder and harder. And at the beginning of the year, I even had a person that was especially rude to me and I didn't really know how to deal with it. So, but I just was trying to be myself, which of course is hard at times, but would you know, a friend truly appreciates you and is a true friend. And this is information I'm giving to everyone, not just TCKs. But especially TCKs as they move. But anyone who's trying to make new friends, be yourself. Because true friends will accept you for who you are and won't accept you for something that you're not. And I know this is sounding like super cheesy and stuff, but it's true. It's not cheesy. It's the truth. And just be yourself always. So I know I went on sort of a tangent with a bunch of side notes and stuff, but just to give you some more info, I'd like to give you some pretty general information about me. And I'm going to ask, kind of answer my own questions that I like asking TCKs or friends before I get to know them really well. How I've adapted to the culture in Luxembourg. That's one of the main things about a TCK adapting most TCKs can pretty much easily adapt and of course it's so hard at first but after you get used to it like me I mean I'm totally used to 15 times moving I'm pretty used to adapting to new places new cultures new schools etc but for example Luxembourg is actually has a lot of expats uh half of the population of Luxembourg about are expats so only half of Luxembourg are actually Luxembourgish people and to let you know Luxembourgish is actually surprisingly a language I mean I I don't hear it a lot in Luxembourg I mainly hear German and French which are the other um like main languages so German French Luxembourgish and of course because there's a lot of expats English but most German Luxembourgish and French people don't speak English uh, but yeah, Luxembourgish, I thought at first, like, okay, come on, Luxembourgish, that, that exists, that's, that's an actual language? What? Yeah, it's pretty much a mix of German and French, like, it's German, but the syllables are less pronounced, like, it's more slurred, and at first I thought, oh, come on, like, Luxembourgish, probably only 5,000 people speak it or whatever. Surprisingly, according to Wikipedia, 390,000 people actually speak Luxembourgish worldwide, which is not a lot compared to other languages, but still quite a lot for for a tiny country I'm, I'm surprised but yeah Luxembourg it's one of the main things that I'm working with right now is learning French because most people here speak French like that's kind of like the main language 
um and to give you a bit of info uh actually people like in crush which is kind of like a sort of um class like before preschool more like daycare ish they they speak luxembourgish there so the really young people speak mainly luxembourgish and then as they go older like you know primary school which is uh i guess in american terms like a grade one to grade grade five or whatever um that's more like german and then as you get to grade five six seven eight you're you move into french because french in my opinion as what i've seen uh is more of the professional language like german is more for entertainment and media and stuff while french is um yeah more for like news and items like that have to do with more like professional business wise way of things it, i could be wrong but that's just what i've learned from me and at school i'm learning um french and one of the hardest things about me moving into my new school was all of the languages like i only speak one language probably because i'm american no no just joking joking but but like i only speak one language english of course as you're hearing it right now and then i moved into my new school and then suddenly i had to know french spanish and latin what i know it's i mean I know for some people who speak several languages, especially in Luxembourg, many people in Luxembourg speak several different languages. And of course, the Luxembourgish people have to speak French and German because, I mean, Luxembourgish, it's not really a worldwide language. But uh, yeah, so in, in school, I had to learn French and then suddenly everyone in my spa- uh, class spoke it fluently, except for me, whose uh, new basics like bonjour, eh, au revoir, um, like just stuff like that and i sounded so bad i still sound pretty bad but i mean i'm learning and i can understand it pretty well right now i can watch french movies and understand the storyline plot and everything so i i've gotten really a lot better but it took a ton of work and i worked so hard to learn these languages because everyone else spoke them better than me in my spanish class most of the people in my spanish class are italian come on italian it's really similar to spanish and then my latin actually it wasn't that much harder, my Latin, like, that much harder, because the people only had one year before me to learn Latin, but still, Latin is pretty complicated, but because I speak English, it's easier, and part of the reason why I actually take Latin is uh, a lot of words from German and French stem from Latin, and of course, English as well, they're more Latin-based languages, so... When I don't know a word in French, I can look, I can think uh, of it in Latin terms, and I can be like, oh, wait, oh, yeah, that actually makes sense. Um, for example, um, I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, okay, so an impluvium, which is kind of like a um, a place in a house where they let rain in, if I remember correctly. Uh, that Yeah, that's a specific part of the house that lets rain in for the for maybe a garden in the middle of their house or something. But uh, in French, and then pleu in French means rain. So, and you would say, like, for example, like, it's raining, you would say, il pleu. Um, but luckily, right now, the weather's, the weather's surprisingly pretty good, which is really crazy. But come on, global warming, everything's going to get hot, even some of the coldest countries. <laughs> but, yeah, like I was saying, adapting to the culture, it's hard. And people are pretty hostile here. I mean, uh not it wasn't like our neighbors we still have some great neighbors but it's not like the neighbors like oh how are you like we we heard one story from one of our friends who um are american as well uh they they left cookies in in front of the door of one of their neighbors just to like say welcome like 
um, hi, we're the new family, whatever, you know? And they probably left a note on or something. And uh, the family, instead of eating the cookies like a normal person would do, they, they returned the cookies and put it back uh, in the front door of their house because they thought, like, I don't know, I guess they thought it would be poisoned or something. But yeah, that's kind of like the culture here. So to be integrated in the culture, you got to know Luxembourgish, French, or German. I mean, or else they won't really trust you. But more of the questions that I like asking people when I first meet them or other TCKs that I know. Um, hobbies, right? Hobbies, I really enjoy playing the piano and reading books, which is surprising, at least to a lot of kids my age, because most of what they do is video games and video games and TV, Netflix, streaming youtube yeah all that stuff but yeah i like doing piano reading of course i occasionally like watching youtube and watching netflix streaming services but it's not it's not my favorite thing and yeah so those are my those are my main hobbies and like i said i look for friends when i'm moving into a new place i look for friends that accept me for the way i am and the um like the and accept the things that i like and for why did I move? My my dad found a great job here, and he's really happy with it right now. Of course, it's busy because when you get a new job in a new place, it's going to be busy at first. But at least it's gotten a bit easier now, and um, we get to see him a lot more at home, and it's really nice. Because I've talked a lot about school, I'd like to move on to something uh, a bit different. So traveling. And I've moved a lot, so I've traveled a lot, but I don't travel just for the moves. I also travel a ton because our family likes going on vacation. and Our family loves traveling to different places around the world. And I really enjoy doing it, but sometimes it's a bit hardcore. And to afford all the traveling with moving uh, once like every year, uh, we have this new hack, <laughs> and don't tell everyone, I mean, it's actually, no, it's a joke, but we do this thing, uh, because we have six people in our family, we can't, it's hard to pay for all of the luggage, so even if we're going on a trip for one or two weeks, we pack one backpack full of all of our stuff, one backpack each, basically a carry-on, and that's it. The, the benefits is that like you don't have to pick up the your suitcase like you don't have to wait for it And if it gets delayed, you don't have to wait at the airport or have it delivered to your hotel or something but then also Sometimes you might have to wear the same pair of clothing for four days. I mean Yeah, it's it's not the best but it's still it's still pretty good And then you won't have to lug around suitcases everywhere. You can just carry it on your back. It's pretty nice but yeah, and I like traveling and I've seen so many fun places and it's so cool. Uh, but the one backpack kind of takes things a bit too far. <laughs> and the last part I'd like to mention is that when we travel, it seems like it's always off season, almost always, because that's how we get to fit everything in. I mean, like I went to, I went to New York recently and uh, it was, pretty rainy not the best weather but we totally pounded it like um uh me and my sister and my dad we we went in in four days we did 
a ton of the stuff that usually takes people weeks to do in New York. And because it was so rainy, of course, we got soaked, but it was so worth it. And that's how we do a lot of our things. We go off season, like go to a place that's usually really hot and then it's extremely cold then, for example. And of course, we get to do so much more stuff, but it's still a bit hard. But yep, that's that's our family does our traveling. And of course, we have this little jingle we do every time, like when when the, all of the shops are closed because no one's there because it's off season. We just sing off season traveling. Yeah, I know it's super random, but I mean, that's how you do it. I noticed I, I'm really happy to give you guys um, some of my backstory, but I noticed it's getting a bit long. So just to wrap things up, one of the questions that I like to think about and ponder about a lot is if you could move back to where you were before, would you? Or to one of the places you lived before? I think about that question a lot. And although it would be great to move back into the place that I used to live in, I'm not sure if it would be exactly the same. Because a lot of the friends that I think are my fantastic friends might have just forgotten about me. And I mean, that doesn't happen with everyone, but it's not like it's going to be the same. Things happen, the world changes, people change. And a lot of people might be like, if you're out of my sight, you're out of my mind. That's a mindset that I don't necessarily like, but it happens a lot. So. For a lot of the people that are moving to a new place, just think it's a great new chance at a fantastic new life. And maybe it will be a lot better than any of the other places you've lived in before. And of course, it's hard to have this mindset in the beginning when you don't have friends, like people don't know who you are and you're learning a new language, adapting to a new culture that is so new to you and you don't have the same food or the same places to go to. Like I mentioned, when you're moving into a new place, new culture, new everything, it seems like. It's hard to have a growth mindset. But what you can think about is think about how well this will prepare you for your life. When you go to college and you're going to a brand new place. I mean, of course, some people choose to stay in the same place that they're living in. But most people don't because they're trying to find something that a college that kind of um, works for them and what they want to learn. And that means that you're going to go to a new place and you're going to have to make new friends. And all of this moving and TCK business is hard, but this third culture, this undefined third culture where you don't really know where you're from, it's important. And although it's hard not knowing where who you really are, at least you can know is that you're not the only one out there. And I like doing this podcast because it makes me feel like, oh, yeah, it reminds me. Oh, yeah, I'm not the only one sharing these crazy experiences. So it's okay. And it's okay if if you feel bad or if it's sad. You need to cry yourself to sleep some nights because you miss your friends so much. But it's fine. It will be okay. And this will give you a brand new chance at a brand new life. Like, I guess it's sort of starting over, maybe a chance of redemption. But being a TCK isn't all that bad. And it gives you a great chance to share some fabulous stories to people, maybe at the business that you work at when you're older, or people at your college.
And I just think it's a great thing being a TCK. I'm proud of being a TCK. And it's hard. It's so hard. But it's totally, totally worth it. Thank you guys for being patient and waiting. And now all of your waiting and listening has been worth it. Because here is the best, most funny story I could think of from Luxembourg. In Luxembourg, the public transport is free for people under the age of 18, which is great because it can let me get anywhere. Watch movies with my friends really easily. Just There's a major bus stop outside of our school. It's really nice. But some of the people that you meet on the buses are a bit crazy. And even the bus drivers. So this one time I was with a classmate going after school and just uh, that day we surprisingly took the same bus. And the bus driver on the bus, we walked in, and then he just made this, like, really loud noise. And guys, please don't judge. This is actually what he sounded like. He, he'd he make this weird yawning noise and play super loud metal music. So he'd be like, ah, yeah, ah, like, and the entire bus could hear him. So everyone was staring at this bus driver, and we're like, oh, wait, this guy's going to drive us around the city in a massive vehicle. I mean, this guy was not... Like, he was a bit mental. He he was not fully there. And as we and then we left the, the bus station, and we were just driving along, and he kept making these super weird noises. We had to listen to his terrible music. He just kept hearing... <sighs> and so my classmate thought it would be the funniest thing ever if he would copy the voice and yawns he was doing. So at once he was like... <sighs> my classmate went like... To that bus driver. And of course he heard him. Because the bus driver isn't that stupid. And he went up. He stopped the bus at the next bus stop. And got out of his seat. Walked over to him. And told him like in French. uh, That he needed to stop doing that. Or else basically. But then like my friend didn't speak French at all. So he, he had to tell it to him in English. Uh, and he said, well, he said, he was like, you can not, no copy me, uh, no copy, uh, uh, you pay five euro for copy, uh. like, I'm not joking, he, and then, in the end, he didn't say it in French, but when he said it in English, he asked him for five euros to pay him, and like I said, public transport is supposed to be free, So he forced him to pay him five euros. He wouldn't start the bus until he paid him five euros. And so he had um, two two two-euro coins and one one one-euro coin, gave it to him. And then the bus driver claimed that the two-euro coin was a one-euro coin and asked him to give him more money than he already gave him. So that, that, at that point, my friend is really annoyed. Probably is regretting it. It's still pretty funny, but he's probably regretting it. And then the bus driver brings him to the front of the bus and he makes him stand next to him while he's driving and drives on, stops the bus at the next bus stop, which was actually a bus stop that my classmate was supposed to go off at, but holds on to him and doesn't let him get off. (laughs) So he keeps driving on for another bus stop and then he finally lets go of him. So then my friend has to walk 20 minutes to get back to his other bus stop and get to his house so yeah that's my crazy story 
And the scariest part was I actually, <laughs> that bus driver, I actually drove in a bus with him later on a couple weeks later with my friend from the Netherlands, Neil, from the first episode. So that's a good tie-up. And now I can finally say, on to the end credits. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the very end of this second episode. There are more episodes coming soon, so keep listening and please add notifications for Diary of a Third Culture Kid to be notified immediately when an episode comes out. As your host, I would love to hear recommendations for anything such as topics to talk about, things you would like to know, or if you would even like to be on the podcast. You can contact me at diaryofthirdculturekid at gmail.com. If you like this episode, please leave a five-star review below or send it to your friends so they can listen to it wherever they get their podcasts. Thank you for being patient and listening. See you soon. P.S. Sorry for the bad audio quality in some parts of this episode. I did record it. Yes, I did record it in several different places at several different times, but you want the podcast to come out on time, right? (laughs) At least that's what I hope.